The Tech It Up Talk podcast aspires to educate, inform, and inspire educators from teachers to school leaders on tips, tools, and resources to support the integration of technology into classroom instruction. You ready? Here we go. You're listening to Tech It Up Talk with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators from teachers to school leaders with the integration of technology into instruction. In this episode of Tech It Up Talk, we are discussing the impact, connections, and challenges of technology integration in physical and health education. And joining me in this discussion, I have the pleasure of having some amazing guests with a strong passion for health and physical education. I would like to welcome Ms. Felicia Caesar-White, Francina Hollingsworth, and Paula Caesar. Felicia Caesar-White is a curriculum manager of health and physical education for K-12. She also served as the professional development coordinator to plan and facilitate district-wide professional development for all health and physical education teachers. Francina Hollingsworth is a curriculum specialist for health and physical education, and over the years, she has specialized in cultivating children's and adults' health, physical well-being, and wellness through advocating and elevating initiatives to help expand awareness of health behaviors. And Paula Caesar is a health and physical education educator, and she's always searching for innovative ways to reach her students in class and to keep them actively involved and engaged. And so I'm honored to have them all here today to join me on the Tech It Up Talk podcast. Let me go ahead and welcome Felicia Caesar-White, Francina Hollingsworth, and Paula Caesar. So thank you guys for joining me today. I am super excited to have you on the Tech It Up Talk podcast. And I think this is just a, a great topic to talk about because sometimes I feel like we don't really give a, as much attention to physical and health education as we do other areas. So I want to welcome you guys on today. Thank you for having us and inviting uh, us to your podcast. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Really help us to really get the the word out of how uh, the integration of technology is a, a very important piece of um, health and physical education. Right, right. And so if you guys could do me a favor, just think about it's been a crazy past two years. Uh, what is one word that you would describe to your experience in education since COVID has made its introduction an impact? Uh, my one word over the year has been uh, flexibility, being flexible. Um, I think I'm going to say patience because um, over a little over a year, I uh, switched districts and I switched roles. So, <laughs> uh that, you know, packed on a lot of patience with uh, learning new things and incorporating uh, new ideas and technology in uh, my new role. My new word is gonna be positive. Uh, just being positive in everything that I say and do and having a positive attitude and going through this uh, pandemic and making sure that my students uh, get the best that they can get from me. All right, I love it. I love it. I think those are all three uh, great choices. We have flexibility, patience, and positive. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with this because, you know, I want to really bring attention to health and physical education and its importance. So let's just start by explaining why is physical education an important part of our educational ecosystem for students? 
Well, I'll go ahead on and start with that. Um, just one of the reasons why both health and physical education is very important uh, to our students, but um, also to our school community. So when our students are, are healthy and physically fit, they are more uh, cognitive aware, awareness. So they will become more better learners. Uh, they will uh, be able to, um, to, to learn the content, not just in health and physical education, but they become well academically. Uh, the, the, the content and the instruction that is provided through health and physical education not only develops uh, a student's motor skills and their knowledge and their behaviors for physical activity as well as fitness, but it also helps them to establish the confidence in being physically active, not just for their time in being in a physical education class, but it helps them to become um, a, a, a lifetime of being physically fit, where they learn those foundational skills about physical activity. And this is one reason why it is really so important that our schools have a very comprehensive um, um, school physical activity program because number one, it increases their level of physical activity. Um, two, it proves their uh, their scores, their academic standards. And more than likely when campuses have a very robust physical education classes, students enjoy that. And guess what? Attendance. Attendance is greatly improved because students feel really belonging and a part of something that really they can experience and have those real life situations and and take it away and be able to use those uh, those concepts as an individual, but then also being able to uh, have those uh, physical activity and fitness and health concepts uh, and being able to share that with their community their families. Uh, and so it's very important, especially, it's always been important, but especially now that uh, our nation is focused on health and wellness. And, you know, the first thing that when um, the, the whole pandemic started out, the first thing was, we need to wash our hands. And so basically it really looked at back at those basic needs that students learned very early on, you know, in their, their pre-kinder years, their, their primary years, just the importance of washing hands. And so, you know, kids, uh, students learn these concepts that they can use over a lifetime. So yes, it's very important. Wow, yeah, you said that very well. And so you, you brought up the pandemic and that can now kind of shift to the next question. Like what were some challenges that were experienced from teachers outside, you know, us going back to the basics uh, when the pandemic first hit? Well, I think uh, one of the biggest uh, hurdles we had to face was technology. Uh, our students lack uh, devices and then our teachers also, um, their competency level on different platforms not might not have been at the level it, uh, it needed to be to uh, fully engage kids in a virtual uh, in a virtual world. So we really had to work on getting our staff up to speed on engaging kids in a, a virtual class. And 
uh, showing them the tools that can help them with their class and their students. So that was one of the biggest hurdles. And then in order for us to teach the, uh, the uh, teachers and students, we had to learn ourselves. So if there was something, you know, uh, during the pandemic, the whole educational uh, world, we were all working together, offering tips, offering um, ideas, um, lessons. So we came together as a whole to uplift each other and help uh, each other, the students, our campuses. So that was another great thing that came out of the pandemic. We were struggling, but a lot of us built a, a community where we helped each other, uh, you know, from uh, the beginners to uh, the advanced, we all came together to help each other grow and uh, make sure that our kids didn't get left behind um, in, in this crazy world. Even though, you know, there was a lot of hiccups, but, you know, um, we, we could have done better, uh, but some things were out of our hands. So we had to do uh, what was best for our kids and students that was in our control. Okay. I'd like to kind of add to what Francina said, you know, as far as some of the challenges. Uh, yes, you know, the challenge was making sure that all of our students um, had access, you know, access to those digital devices. But the other challenge was not only just for the digital devices, but also making sure that there was a good infrastructure on the campuses to be able to support the broadband that was needed for students to be able to access digital resources. So that was a challenge uh, challenge on, uh, on many campuses um, due to the fact that sometimes your physical education class was not directly connected to the main building. So we had to basically look through infrastructure, but then also work with your, your technology campus coordinators to be able to help facilitate those accessibilities. Paula, you're working directly with kids in physical education. So what was your experience like? Um, it was challenging to be teaching from home. But the good thing was, is within our district, we had the one-to-one ratio where majority of the students had their own laptop for the past four years and we have integrated technology within physical education within those four years. So uh, as a physical educator, I incorporated using technology at least once a week within my class. And my students were used to using that technology, but just making sure that every student had that piece of technology once they went home and teachers are teaching virtually and making sure they had that internet connection so that could have been another challenge because some students may have not had that internet connection at home. So what the district provided was hotspots to students, which was uh, a great resource for all of our students within the district, but they had to partner with uh, a company that helped provide uh, free Wi-Fi to those students. And so, and, and you spoke about how you're using technology, but it may not be always the case for all physical education teachers. And so what are some challenges that physical education teachers uh, face with just integrating technology on a normal daily basis? 
being that we are physical educators, bringing in technology into the classroom was kind of like, uh, I don't want to do that. We're physical activity. I don't have time to be bringing a laptop in the class because we're cutting out. But when you have a 90 minute class, it's easy to incorporate at least 10 minutes or 15 minutes of a warm up for students to do on the laptop and then move into that physical activity piece. But you have to put in those routines and procedures so students could be adapted and be able to bring their laptops to class. And some, some of those challenges were some students didn't bring it. So we incorporated, hey, well, if you don't have your laptop, if you have a cell phone or a tablet, you can utilize that within the class. And by incorporating to have them to track their steps, even with their phones, they could use that telephone uh, just to track their steps or record their meals within their phones by using an app like MyFitnessPal or MapMyFitness. And um, Dr. McDonald, uh, in the beginning of the uh, pandemic, I was still in the classroom. So I was, well, I am a little techie. Uh, sometimes I have to get on YouTube and then figure out how to uh, to do things. But uh, while I was still on um, campus, I was also the department chair. And before, you know, the pandemic, I, I was telling people in my department, hey, you need to learn this. Let me know if I uh, can help you. And during some of our PLC meetings, I would actually show or teach different pieces of different tech platforms. Well, lo and behold, you know, we have, uh, well, we're still in the pandemic, but the, we had the start of the pandemic, you know, we were quarantined and so many of my coworkers and friends in um, my previous district reached out to me and was like, hey, how do you do this? Hey, uh show me this again can, can we meet and literally i had a couple of friends to beg me they're like look i'm not sick can i please come to your house because i need you to actually show me and guide me through how to do this so uh, i was like okay long as you wear your mask you can come <laughs> over and because you know <laughs> um at, you know, previously people were like, well, I don't really need tech. I'm doing fine without it. My kids are still learning without it. So I don't have to incorporate it. But, you know, um, but when they had to use it, it was like 911, you know, hey, help me, you know, come, come help me put this flame out. So, uh, and, you know, like I said earlier, we all gathered together to, to, help each other out so uh that was one of the things like um you know we and and it I, I think it's across all contents we have people that are willing to try and be like oh what what's that what are you doing show me what to do and they'll try it with their kids and then you have people like well i'm not techie i'm not gonna try it and so the pandemic pushed everyone to try at least one or two platforms. And hopefully a lot of people are still using tech in their classes and haven't completely thrown it to the side and be like, well, we're back face to face, so I don't have to use this anymore. 
And so um, speaking of like, what would be some, even before COVID, uh, what would be some common pushback from teachers? I know I heard Paul say that, you know, we don't have time for this or, uh, but what were some other pushbacks that teachers may face that may be in the physical education space? Um, I'll kind of just uh, kind of start it off, but I'll ask my colleagues to kind of uh, pick up where I leave off is that a uh, planning, you know, you had to really spend time to plan to make sure that whatever technology uh, that you were planning to use, that you were using it relevant, that it was meaningful. And so uh, you really had to, uh, number one, uh, learn it. So this is what time comes in. You had to learn it. You had to experience it. You had to do some trial and error um, to make sure that you were embedding it properly for student use and not just adding technology and it's not meaningful and irre irrelevant. So you really had to make sure to do some research on those platforms that you are going to be using, let's say discussions. So if I wanted to have these virtual discussions with my students and I wanted to capture written feedback. So I needed to find out, you know, hey, in our learning management system, is there a, uh, a text source that I can do a discussion board there? Or should I do uh, a Padlet? Padlet has been around for a number of years. Health and physical education teachers may have not been as familiar with that. So, um, you know, if I wanted to be able to do some, uh, some assessments, you know, what are some assessment type tools? So planning and time for planning became very important. And um, it was not doing anything so much extra from your daily routine, but then how do I take what I have and integrate technology within it? And so planning became very, very important because you don't want to add something in and then your students are looking like why are we doing this you know it's irrelevant to what we're learning so you wanted to make sure that um the tools that you were using that you plan to also make it relevant and meaningful for your students i'll uh jump on uh it's the professional development uh just having professional development that is related to physical educators and incorporating that technology. Uh, and I could say with working with Felicia and Francina this year and developing lessons that are meaningful to our teachers and uh, providing that professional development to them and how to incorporate that technology, not only into physical education, but also into our health classes. Prior to the pandemic, uh, professional development was always geared towards your core content. And if a physical educator sitting in that core, in that training and be like, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Why am I in here? I need something that is meaningful to me as an educator uh, that I can bring back to my class. So for me, I was always searching. And Dr. McDonald, you have been a great resource to me in showing me how to use uh, OneNote. Uh, I've always contacted you and say, hey, how do I, how can I do this and how can I incorporate this into my class? So I appreciate all the uh, knowledge that you have brought to me 
that I could bring to my colleagues and to my students. So uh, just having that professional development training. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I you know, and, and you hit a good point because I think oftentimes, and, and not just PE too, but I think a lot of the elective courses, uh, we, we spend a lot of time on core and, um, and trying to perfect it for accountability, whether it's reading math, which are of course important, but like, when we first started the, the podcast today, you know, Felicia made a very strong point about the holistic child in their being and, and being able to perform in other places and physical education allows that. So we should also bring attention to developing our teachers uh, to kind of help, especially for our digital age students and, and, the, and the different things that, that are going on to be equally supported in the same capacity for blended learning or instruction to help maximize their time as well, just like uh, the focus is in the core areas. And so, yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Dr. McDonald, just kind of add on to what you're saying is that uh, in changing the mindset of how people perceive physical education, physical education is actually recognized as a core when you look at it from the national standard. So we are a core. We are an intricate part of your math, English, science, and social studies. And so we want to, I think, and I also think that the pandemic has really brought out how important uh, health education, physical education, social-emotional learning is health and physical education they are your basis for those social emotional learning and so you know we are that we are that glue that holds math english science and social studies together because when you look at it when your students are physically active it activates what they call endorphins you know and if you're sitting for 20 minutes you know your brain is like you don't have that activity but once you start moving and activating those endorphins you know learning begins to take place so you know we are a core i love it yes pe physical education health education is a core so that's something we can definitely take back when we after listening to this podcast you guys have made some um very very valid points and so uh, what advice would you guys give to teachers who may be apprehensive or feel that they don't necessarily need to use technology in their courses? I think a lot of people, when they think of technology, they automatically think like certain platforms, you know, using Google, using Padlet, using Kahoot. However, physical education, we use technology. It might be devices. It might be, you know, showing videos. It might be uh, playing music. It might be the fitness apps that we use, but uh, in so we use technology, but we use it in different ways. So uh, I want uh, physical education teachers to uh, to broaden their horizon and just think about how to incorporate additional technology in their classrooms or uh, health educators, because we do use technology all the time, um, you know, presenting. Uh, and like I said, we show a lot of videos and skill based videos, but, you know, maybe instead of showing videos of strangers they can think about how to record their students and make videos of their students where it's now uh they're getting student buy-in because they are engaging their kids in the technology use so uh, it's little things like that and just being open to explore 
You know, uh, there's a lot out there that could get overwhelming, but just being open to explore what's best for their students and what's best for them and like little things that they can incorporate that won't take, you know, 50 years to learn and, you know, and after that time, they still don't have it together. But, you know, just uh, taking baby steps and incorporating little things that is manageable for them. And, you know, and one thing that I like to, you know, advise, uh, you know, health and physical educators is to uh, before you use different types of apps with your kids, there's a lot of apps that track, uh, you know, uh, steps that tracks calories. You need to make sure that you're following your uh, your school or your district policies. Um, to make sure that you are not um, infringing on students' right or, you know, looking at the information that is collected from these different apps too as well. So you want to make sure that um, you have permission to be able to use those apps um, that collect, you know, personal information from students. So, you know, just wanted to kind of throw that in as you're looking at different tools to be able to use with your students. Um, just make sure that they are um, there for us. Make sure that you are within your legal guidelines. Right. Yes. You want to make sure you're FERPA and COPA yes. compliant. <laughs> it's always an important Okay, great. And so we're going to move on to the next segment of the show, which I like to call Get Your Tech Together. And in this segment, I really just want you guys to share some more specific uh, technology applications that health and physical educators could use to better enhance their instruction or engage students in physical education. Flipgrid. Uh, Flipgrid <laughs> is a great tool. Uh, I jumped on it before Francina did. Um, <laughs> it's a great tool that physical educators can use. Uh, I know that TikTok is very popular right now. Uh, students always like, I always see my students in PE, they're doing some type of TikTok dance. So physical educators and health educators, when you're trying to create a campaign, maybe for students, they could do a quick TikTok or a quick Flipgrid, uh, just bringing awareness to our students about sexual health or personal health, uh, mental health. They could do those quick presentations using those different type of platforms. Uh, like now we're working on a platform for sexual health for our students and we're trying to incorporate those platforms using Flipgrid or maybe using TikTok. Uh, just to put that social media preference out there to those students just to bring that awareness about not only to our students, but also our parents to make them aware of what, of our, what our students are participating in and how active they are in those particular behaviors. And they enjoy it. <laughs> they have yeah. fun with it, right? And, yes, and Paula, And Paula, thank you for bringing that up because, you know, with these, uh, these different platforms is a way of helping students to advocate and also uh, being able to hear student voices in these uh, certain particular areas where they can advocate for their own personal health. So uh, yes, Flipgrid is a, is a great one, but then also just using just, um, just, just the minimal, the videos. Mm -hmm. 
you know, having your students to uh, capture videos of themselves and then being able to critique it from a biomechanics uh, perspective, you know, what you, are you in the right position to strike a ball or to catch a ball and help him to really critique just the, the description of what the, the correct technique is for a particular um, activity. Um, and since Paula stole my, <laughs> my answer, um, I'm going to say uh, Google applications. Um, I use a lot of, of uh, well, let me back up. I uh, create a lot of different activities on Google Slide and I also use uh, Google Form a lot. Um, it's a way to get kids involved and, um, you know, instead of having the paper worksheets, you could change those paper worksheets into digital worksheets and get immediate feedback from the students. Um, Google Form, I use a lot of uh, um, student surveys, just like quick check-ins or uh, fun little activities. Uh, when the pandemic first happened, I had my students compare the uh, original We Are The World to the new, I think it was 2010, We Are The World for Haiti. And they loved it because it incorporated music and a lot of them never heard the original song. So they were like, and I had the video of the, of We Are The World and it was like, is that Michael Jackson? You know, and so in the comments <laughs> on the Google form, they were sending me comments about how they really enjoyed uh, the, the activity. So it's using like simple Google tools, but uh, incorporating fun ideas for the students. So, um, you know, it doesn't have to be something advanced. It doesn't have to be uh, a particular app. You, you know, um, a lot of people still use uh, Microsoft. So thinking about how can you incorporate uh, Microsoft 365 uh, to create activities for your kids to get feedback and um, student outcome. So um, uh, going back to Google, Google slide, you know, you could do a, a drop and drag I um I watched a lot of um or um researched a lot of elementary uh teachers and saw like their little fun activities and I was like okay how can I do something similar for uh physical education and for health so you can look at what some of the um academic um content what they're doing and incorporate uh, physical activity and health skills and topics in those activities. Um, so yeah, uh, I think I'm done. We also want to make sure that we're including, you know, what students have learned, what they know, what they've learned. And we want to say, hey, uh, you know, how do we capture that? How do we assess our students, especially when the pandemic started? You know, how do you gather or tabulate what students are learning? So there's a, a, a tool that's called Quizzes. 
uh, that is like an actual assessment that has assessments from, you know, from all of your content area where teachers are able to go in and look at questions and pull together like an item bank uh, based on, you know, what it is that they're teaching at that particular time and do some little quick assessments to make sure that students actually mastered the student learning objective. And so it was that quick way to get that information from them uh, as well. But then also, I think that we had so many of our kids that flourished uh, in the, the technology when we're solely, you know, working from home, virtual learning, where you had more, well, I can't actually do the skill um, for your students that may have some of those physical um, limitations, they were able to respond in writing. And so about, you know, the particular skill, I can't do it, but I can tell you how to do it. I can write about it. And so when you look at that, you now as a physical education teacher have included your literacy skills. So students are now writing when you're having those discussion boards. Now they're having that discourse. So when you look at physical education and the inclusivity of technology, we are really reaching that whole child and giving them those opportunities to be able to um, have those digital conversations with their peers. Oh, I love it. I love it. And so we're going to go ahead and go to the last segment of our show because you guys are really giving some good nuggets here. And I'm, I can't wait to um, share the podcast and for others to kind of give feedback on what they heard because, you know, a lot of times we don't put that focus and education and so um you guys have really highlighted some points to consider of course you know i, I think technology integration is, is important for all content areas and so i definitely want to highlight the voices and you know in working with you guys in the past i know that you guys have a, a very strong foundation for um physical, health and physical education and a passion and really believe in making meaningful learning experiences for students and so your voice was really important to add to, uh, as value to my podcast and to, and to my audience. And so I really thank you guys for being here. But before you go, if you guys can enter this last second for the tech smackdown, and what we're going to do is just share two of your uh, best tips for educators to walk away with um, at the end of the show. And um, it doesn't matter which order you go in, and we can kind of vote on who gave the best tip between you, Paula, Felicia, and Francina. So Whoever wants to go first, jump right in. Or, you know, I had guests in the past, they'll do paper, rock, scissors, <laughs> see who goes first. But however you guys want, oh, I see paper, rock, scissors happening. Here we go. Okay. What I'll a go great first. way to add in that, um, that this is part of your technology, too. <laughs> and with that, you can also add, instead of doing paper, rock, scissors, you will be the paper, rock, scissors. So you do a physical activity. Uh, doing paper, rock, scissors. So, pa paper, rock, okay. and you do scissors, like a scissor kick. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, the two tips that I want to give educators, uh, especially classroom teachers and administrators, uh, be open. Uh, sometimes chaos can be uh, organized chaos coming into a physical education class and just be willing to accept that technology 
uh, and be willing to use at least one or two platforms that is feasible for you and your students. I'll go next. Um, explore what's out there. Look, in, look to see what other teachers are doing. It doesn't have to be physical education or health teachers. It could be other teachers, fine arts, uh, uh, world languages, uh, academic. Look to see what they're doing, what, uh, what science. Um, a, a lot of things that happen in science, we could incorporate in physical education and health. Look to see what they're doing and also look at what you're currently doing dealing with tech and how can you elevate it. So you might be using tech, but think about, okay, I have done this for the last two years. How can I elevate it? How can I take it to the next level? How can I engage the kids more, you know, using the things that I'm doing? So explore and elevate. Okay, thank you, Paul and Princino. Oh, God, you guys are hard to follow. Uh, I would say, you know, as I said in the beginning, it's planned. Make a plan and make sure that whatever uh, digital resource that you utilize, making sure that it's it's relevant and it's useful. Francina talked about going to your colleagues, your peers, to see what they are using. But let me tell you, the best resource is your students. Talk to your students. Find out what their needs are. Find out what they are doing. Uh, and then when you get that student voice in, you know, it becomes much easier because your, your students would teach you how to use the different platforms. And guess what? When they feel like they have taught you something and you actually use it, guess what? They feel a part of the ownership of your class. And so now they are spreading the word. Hey, I did this. And that's part of helping physical education is ensuring that your students are feeling, making sure that they are feeling like they belong like they have a voice so incorporating that student voice in the many different platforms that you have and getting their assistance that's just going to change your whole culture of your classroom so that student voice love it i love it i think that student voice is very important and uh, voice choice um and but it definitely the link to your point helps with building student agency and them being accountable for their learning as well. Um, a lot of times they're being talked to um, and, you know, expected to perform, but like let them be a part of that learning process and hear from them. Because, um, you, know, you know, when you have choice and you have a voice, you feel uh, more enriched and motivated to give more than what you probably would have given otherwise. And so I love those points. So thank you guys so much for sharing. Um, this, I'm really excited because this is really a, a good conversation. And so it won't be the last time I invite you guys back on. So just be looking out for me. You're going to have another opportunity to do something. I think maybe we can do something uh, where you guys can show us some physical things, uh, how we can leverage technology. Because I know you guys are doing some amazing things already. Um, yes, but, uh, you know, one thing I, I do, you know, I'd like to come back and pick up right where you just left off. Uh, student choice. You know, okay. how do we create physical education to make sure that we're offering those different opportunities for students to be able to participate, provide their feedback? So how do we use those universal design learnings in health and physical education to make sure that we're meeting the needs of all of our students? All right, we got our next topic, everybody. So um, we're going to have to just go ahead and book that as soon as we uh, end this and we can 
book it out for the next day. So we're going to talk about student choice and physical education. And so before you guys go, if you guys need to share, how can our listeners connect with you guys and be a part of your personal learning network, um, for whether it's Twitter, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, whichever platform for please share um, how they can connect with you. Um, you can connect with me on Twitter at Girls Getting Fit, and that's uh, girls with a U, not a I. And you can connect with me on Twitter at F Caesar. That's F C E A S E R. And for me, you can connect with me on Twitter at Caesar Paula. It's uh, capital C. C-E-A-S-E-R and capital P-A-U-L-A. All right. Well, thank you, Paula, Francina, and Felicia. You guys have been amazing today. I'm looking forward to our next topic that we're about to book right after this recording. (laughs) So I'd like to end the show with Tekken may not always be easy, but it sure is fun. Thank you for listening to the Tech It Up Talk podcast with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators on using and implementing technology. Be sure to connect with me on the Tech It Up Talk Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram at Tech It Up Talk or at Dr. J.E. McDonald. Now, I know tech may not always be easy, but it sure is fun. <laughs>